Thanks for downloading this IMSA Radio podcast. podcast from the International Motorsports Association and Radio Show Limited. It's for personal use only and must not be rebroadcast, reproduced, or used in any form without permission. IMSA Radio, your route to American sports car racing. Cracking stuff at the head of the field with the top, what, six cars, line astern, seven cars, 28 wheels of excitement. It is just 2.6 seconds between the leading Juan Montoya-driven uh, Acura Team Penske number six and the seventh position, Jordan Taylor, Cadillac number 10, the black wind Taylor car. Fantastic. Uh, two Acuras, two Mazdas, two ca- three Cadillacs in there. Uh, the two of the Cadillacs, however, uh, Albuquerque and uh, Felipe Nazar, both moved past Jonathan Bomarito on that last lap. There's some traffic for the leaders. A uh, 1 minute 40. Uh, 0.1 for our race leader Juan Pablo Montour. Remember the previous couple of laps have been 36.4 so four seconds worth of traffic on that lap uh, holding up those leaders. That's what uh, enabled that little bit of shuffling to take place. There is nothing to choose is there between these uh, leading prototype DPI cars at this stage in the race. And the master up into second place now. How long is this race? Yeah, uh, uh, finishing lap sprint. But this, uh, two more laps at the end of this one. Yeah, and, and, and that's yeah, it. Got, yeah, got it. That's got it. it. Understand. Picking yeah, their good. way through traffic now. The leaders and Juan Montoya is absolutely decisive, and he's got himself an advantage. But Ollie Jarvis. He's now held up in that second position, round the outside. Here comes Felipe Nasser in the red and white wheel and car. Can he get round? There's almost a grassy moment. There is a grassy moment for Ollie Jarvis. Here comes the black number five down the inside, Philippe Albuquerque. It's like playing Forza Motorsport. It's quite extraordinary. That was ridiculously good driving from Oliver Jarvis and everybody else, frankly. But how Jarvis went to the left of one guy, to the right of the other, and still came out unskirmished, quite incredible. How do you remember those games in, that you used to play in the arcade down the seaside or in some of the amusement arcades where you just basically had to keep your foot flat and weave in and out of cars and they were whizzing past either yeah. side? That was Ollie Jarvis there. An extraordinary piece of judgment and skill by the Englishman who smashed the qualifying record here and took pole position in style. So that's a bit of a shake up then. One Montoya now leads by. Oh, a second and more over Ollie Jarvis, established in second position in the 77. Extraordinary stuff coming out of the international horseshoe and going up through the kink. And I'm sure he had Michelin on grass there and he found a gap that simply didn't exist. <laughs> I mean, two GTD cars to his left. He then had the Via Italia Ferrari up ahead that he needed to dodge to the left of. I mean, that was like driving a prototype through highway traffic. And uh, he managed to get through and actually gain a little bit of time on the two Cadillacs behind the red and white machine uh, with the wheel and engineering backing, of course, and the Mustang sampling car car number five, still driven by Philippe Albuquerque, which is tailing his teammate, Felipe Nasser. Yeah, so... uh, yeah, well, yeah, you're right. NASA's got back past Albuquerque, hasn't he? So yes. up into third position, and Ricky Taylor, the big loser there, uh, down all of a sudden from second place uh, two laps ago into the uh, sixth position. And he's got Jordan Taylor, his brother, right there as well. This is fabulous stuff. Not even we're just over one hour into the race, as John was saying, and 38 laps completed. Which actually means there's only 23 hours to go, not the 24 that I was hoping for uh, <laughs> when I did that piece of mental arithmetic. Oh. Goodness gracious, my maths teacher will be rolling eyes somewhere in the northeast of England. I'm indebted to Graham Goodwin, editor of DailySportsCar.com, who's worked out that the pace is such at the head of the field that we've had a full extra lap in the first hour over what we achieved in that record-setting 2018 race, 36 laps completed as against 35 here last year. Thank you for that, Graham. So that goes to prove just how quick these cars are trundling around the circuit. 67.4 back. in the pits. Uh, 55 in the pits, yes, was last in on lap 18, uh, that car. So that is 20 laps ago. 
thereabouts. Uh, Joe Bradley was telling me on his way to the pit, he called into the Ford garage and there was bodywork issues. The fabricators had been working on some bodywork. The Ford team with their historic livery, also sporting historic moustaches as well, as we heard in the Michelin countdown to green. Not sure how long they'll stay on, but it looks pretty cool. Mazda into the pit lane, as we mentioned, is the number 55 car. It's already rolling. That was Bruce's end of things. That must have been a pretty quick pit stop there, Bruce. Uh, can't have done too much work on that car. To be honest, I'm just behind the pit wall trying to find a... I was heading down to find out more from Ford, so I'm afraid I didn't see it come in. It was so quick that I almost reckon that it was... Uh, I did see someone run down there, so I, I was worried for a second that it was uh, just a drive-through, but clearly the fact that someone sprinted down there with the camera, it must have been going into position, but I can't be sure, so let me not pretend I do know. Simon Tibbet says on at IMSA Radio, maybe Oli Jarvis got some good practice of picking his way through practice at the Dubai 24 hours. That's a fair point, well made and nicely presented. Seven car on the apron and heading into pit lane. In fact, uh, we've got both of the Acuras and the 77 Mazda as well. Let's head down to our pit lane team. This looks far more standard. I'm paying attention this time, so I've spotted the one Mazda and the two Acura Penskis in the pits. It's all standard. The number 77 Mazda back down on the deck. The number seven Penske Acura up on his jack, down on the deck, but the 77 Mazda is underway. A puff of smoke and off he goes. Great stint through the race, but it's going to chop and change. That's what we absolutely love. Slightly longer pit stop for the second of the Penskis, but the number seven car pushing on with Taylor at the wheel. Just tyres and fuel for the six uh, Penske team, Acura, which got out ahead of the Mazda, and the Wayne Taylor car has got ahead of the second of the Penske cars. So that, again, was just tyres and fuel, and no hint of a driver change from any of those cars that have just been in down there with Bruce. The Pit lane speed limit, remember, runs all the way around that radius left-hand corner onto the pit exit that comes out on that middle straight. The reason for that being that this year with the Michelin tyres, every tyre has an RFID, radio frequency ID chip, so it can be identified and charged to the team, not in terms of financial, but against their allocation for the weekend. Now, I'm told that we'll start getting that information and therefore we'll be able to, to relay that to you from one of the timing screens as to who's put new tyres on or perhaps recycling a set of scrubbed tyres at various times through uh, this season. Now, the reason that... Uh, that's important in terms of the RFID chips is the cars have to be going at a sensible speed for the RF readers to pick up the RFID chip in each of the tyres and it was felt that putting the equipment somewhere near the normal pit lane speed limit at the exit of the long wide piece of the pit lane would put it in harm's way if anybody spun down from the oval going into turn one and it couldn't be at the far side if the pit lane speed limit was off so the pit lane speed has been extended around the corner so that's why the pit stops are going to be a little bit longer this year Joe Bradley welcome to the pit lane uh, thanks guys I didn't realize how chilly it was out here and I'm not surprised that people are having a problem when they're first leaving the pits getting those tyres up to temperature. It's not just chilly, it's actually cold. But I'm quite sure that uh, Augustin Canapino, who's from Argentina, will be quite used to the temperature here. Augustin, um, my Spanish is possibly as good as your English, so we'll try and get through this. Um, we were very impressed with your drive there in that first stint. Yes, uh, it's a shame the problem in the start, but can happen all new for Shungo Racing. Uh, after that, uh, I can do a uh, good first stint. 
good second stint. And bueno, the important is uh, we can keep the, the lap of the leaders. I think this is the most important. After the problems, can keep the lap, um, the lap leader, and I think this is good. And what was the problem exactly? What was the problem? In the start, uh, we have a problem with the throttle. Uh, and can't start in the original position, but it's a long race. It very much is. Thanks, Augustin. Well done. Very sweaty, Augustin Canapino. So it's certainly not cold in those cars, guys. And he's a star. Oh, we, we like I him a lot. What, I, I'm so impressed by yeah. that guy. I mean, you, you, never have he driven a, a prototype or even a, a top-line single-seater to be performing as well as he is. I can't remember anybody else having ever done that. Okay, he's massively successful in Argentina. He's won a dozen championships over the last 15 years. That's uh, only a couple of championships behind uh, Juan Traverso, who's a legend down there. He's won more championships than anybody else. And uh, I mean, you know, obviously Juan, pa Juan Manuel Fangio, he's the legend from Argentina. But modern day legends, well, that would be Juan Traverso. And now Augustin Canapino, who see the leaders coming in, the two Action Express cars, absolutely side by side. Number five car wow. only just, he hopes, get, got down to the speed limit before running into the back of his teammate. Those two nose to tail as they come on to pit lane to complete lap 43 and come to a halt in front of Bruce Jones. not six feet between them as they swept to the left and parked up in front of their respective pit garages a last time out they went out fairly close together maybe 20 feet apart but the red car was the one that had the advantage the Mustang sampling car losing out a little bit but uh, the wheeling engineering car got away but it was made up all the gap by Philippe Albuquerque both cars back down on the deck still refueling the pair of them Door shut on the right-hand side of Albuquerque's car. He could have got away first, he hasn't. And the gap, you know what, it's doubled. It's all of 12 feet as they accelerate away. Also coming in at the same time, which I think caused a bit of the consternation, was the number 99 Porsche that had its issues earlier on. There's been a driver change there and a new set of four Michelin tyres are onto that car. That's Joe Bradley's end of things. Well, Sorry, Joe, go ahead. Uh, uh, yes, it is a front star for the NGT. Uh, motorsport Porsche already been in for splitter change we heard earlier and I'm just going to head down there we'll get behind the scenes as to exactly what the problem was earlier on but that looks like a pretty routine stop back on schedule for the 99 seeing some images from down in the pit lane of a punctured tyre right on the tread now let's see if we can work out which car. It's the number 10 car. It's from the number 10 car. So one of the cars that came off on the tread of that tyre, they were running water over the top of it and passing their hands over it and it was blowing and bubbling up. And that unmistakable, a slow puncture on that car, the number 10, when it came in last time around. Jordan Taylor still in that car. It's Philippe Nazar and Felipe Albuquerque back out for the 31 and the 5, the Whelan and Mustang sampling Cadillacs. Fastest lap of the race last time around by Juan Montoya in the number 6. Acura Penske, Acura Team Penske TPI. Juan Montoya warming to his task this year after up and down first season generally speaking when he was fast he was very very fast indeed but the whole of the Penske organization will want to put 2018 behind them in terms of their IMSA championship they did get the win of course at mid-Ohio and off for the NGT 99 having just rejoined and that car went out of the pit lane after its pit stop. Renard got out of it and it was Herring that got into it. And that is at the far side of the circuit, I think, from us. Yes, it is. It's down at the West Horseshoe and he's buried the car into the tyres. And for the moment, that car's not going anywhere. Alfred Renard was the man who started that car, Joe Bradley, and he's watching with some concern as to whether his teammate can get that car out of the tyres. Alfred, is this you guys getting rid of all of the bad luck right in the first couple of hours? Because into the pits early with a problem, was that pit stop you've just done, was that back on schedule after that front splitter problem? 
The, se the second uh, pit stop was a regular pit stop. Went out of fuel and uh, yeah, normal tire change and refueling. But now there's a problem I saw in, I think, turn three. We are not, uh, out of the track. Do you, do you know what happened with the splitter? Whereabouts it was damaged? I don't know exactly. I, I've had uh, a lot of vibrations. And then I come in and they told me the splitter is broken. So, bad luck. Good news is, Alfred, just looking at the TV, the 99 Porsche is back underway, so that's good news. I think we've lost a bit of a door mirror there, so hopefully the bad looks over. Thank you. Joe Bradley with Alfred Renard, who must think that this race, Johnny Palmer, is not really where he needs to be and his family needs to be in the early part of uh, the motor racing year. The 99 car bereft of driver's side, left-hand side, door mirror hanging loosely on its cables there but other than that looks fairly together I can't even see any bodywork damage there it might have been just an issue with the driver not being able to find reverse gear it's not always the thing you ask when you <laughs> jump into a racing car however once you've been caught out by not knowing where it is Hindoff has hand up here in first ever motor race couldn't find reverse to get back out there why did uh, now did reverse? Because I got pushed off the track, Jeremy, and Croft. He just went off on cold tyres, I'm afraid. Well, Jürgen Haring was actually on an outlap, yeah. so again, that might have been Absolutely. cold tyres or... Uh, Absolutely, cold rear tyres in old particular. The release agent, again, that hadn't fully uh, been scrubbed off, and it certainly won't have been on an outlap at turn six. Uh, Alfred Renau thinking it was at turn three, which is the international horseshoe, but actually it was two corners later, but it's very easy to get those two confused when uh, Alfred was watching that from his pit stall. More GTD cars jostling for position, and Spencer Pompelli, who's driving the number 44 Lamborghini Huracan, is right with Rolf Eichen, and there... Oh, a car off, in fact. Via Italia Ferrari oh, is off quick. on the grass and is going to rejoin at turn six. Let's hope nobody's there. Here come oh, the BMWs. He he's managed to spin it. So that's probably the safer option, actually, to spin on the cutout rather than rejoin the track at a ridiculous speed and a peculiar angle. Oh, another car off the track as well as oh, the Lamborghini. Huge. Big hit, Big hit into the tyres is the number 46, I think. Lamborghini Huracan, which has gone backwards into the tyres. And thank goodness the 99 Porsche wasn't there anymore because well, it would have gone slamming into that it, otherwise. It's the 13 Longo-driven Ferrari that was in there. And I think... Is that Don Yount, who's just gone back out in the Lamborghini Huracan? That was his outlap as well. This is cold tyres, guys. Cold rear tyres. No, it's the, it is the 46. Johnny, your eyes are better than mine. So Emanuele Busnelli in the yeah. EB Motors Huracan, and that was not an outlap for Emanuele. So is there something on the circuit down there that's causing those issues, or was... Emanuele's uh, attention taken by the Ferrari that was off the circuit. That's down at the Western Horseshoe. And that was a big hit for that car, which has not moved. Uh, credit, by the way, Race Control for waiting to see what happened to yeah. Jürgen Herring with the, the nine course. And we've seen the leaders of GTLM are onto the pit lane, perhaps in anticipation of going full course, course number three. Uh, and the number four and the number 24 BMW. So both Corvettes and the number 24 BMW. 25 BMW, by the way, was in a couple of laps ago. Uh, that's Bruce Jones's end of things. He's watching, Bruce. Yeah, John, very standard pit stops. Three came in ahead of four. Three emerged back onto the circuit ahead of four. But what is the something on the track down at the end of the horseshoe there? Very, very strange indeed. You could be right about supposition of cold tyres, but uh, I think there might be slightly more to it. With the Fier Italia Ferrari, that was just traffic. He found himself moved towards the edge of the circuit. And just the track went left and he didn't. But uh, I'm not so sure about what happened to Busnelli. That was uh, really quite a, a miscalculation, if indeed it was his fault. Yeah. Could have had help there as well, of course. Thank you, Bruce. Uh, longer pit stop for the number 24 as Alex Zanardi is in that car for the first time. And the problem getting the steering wheel the right way up and firing correctly is causing a little bit of time. He's now had it on and off a couple of times in there. 
to make sure that he's got these hand controls working, getting some help from the team as he tightens his belt down. And in fact, they're going to swap the steering wheel out. Remember, Alex, yeah, Alex using uh, a very, very impressive set of hand controls. He's shaking his head. He can't get the car turned over and revving. So there's something not talking to that steering wheel. There we go, fired up. Reset in gear and off goes the number 24 RLLB MW M8 GTE. John Edwards brought it in and Alex Zanardi is taking it out for his first competitive laps here at the Rolex 24 Daytona for 2019. 2019. Where's it going? Really, where's it going? And uh as Zanardi uh, uh, resumes, yeah, he is just amazing. Uh, saw him this morning, by the way, and uh, just, well, I just thanked him for being such an inspiration, as I always do when I see him these days. It's great fun. I mean, he always remembers the old uh, champ car days, of which I was lucky enough to be one of the commentators back then. And he's just a great character, but what a job he does with his team. And he's, so in you know, he's so motivational for the rest of the team uh, around him. Uh, mean meanwhile, out, back out of the front, what, three or four laps ago, the number six car had a lead of around about four seconds over the Mazda of Oliver Jarvis. That came down to next to nothing. It actually be extended just slightly on this last lap, uh, but uh, the Mazda certainly lapping a little bit quicker up until this last time around. Uh, and there's about five seconds back to the number 10, number 31 Cadillacs. Again, that gap coming down quite dramatically over the last few laps. So uh, after that latest round of pit stops, uh, having had seven cars pretty much no to tail, all of a sudden they were fairly well strung out. Yeah. Uh, but uh, they are closing back in again, uh, and at the tail end of that whole train of cars now is Olivier Pla, number 55, Mazda in seventh position, and he is a total of about 11 seconds behind the leader, but closing. Thank you, Jeremy. Just getting another look at the uh, tyre that came off the number 10 car. Thanks to our king of screen grabs, Alan Prosser. Hello, Alan. Nice to know that you're tuned in. Going to have to keep an eye on that one. That came off the number 10 car. Jordan Taylor behind the wheel of that car in third position. Top five cars within eight and a half seconds. Starting to see a little bit of a rhythm coming together now, Johnny, which is nice. This is where we start to gather some information. Alex Zanardi. Very tentative on his outlap. There was zero grip at all coming out. The international horseshoe back into the car, squirming around, and he dealing with it with his usual verve, of course. But yes. easy to see how much work was going on in there. Breaking with the lever uh, where you might think a sequential gear lever might be. That's actually a, a hand brake that works the normal foot brake that would be down in the pedal box but he's also got a bar to accelerate and brake and change gears with as well. Change for the lead as the 77 Oli Jarvis driven Mazda slots past Juan Pablo Montoya, so he must have got a really good run out of Speedway Turn 2 and into the braking area for the bus stop. This is lap 50, we will have a new leader, so Jarvis coming round in the number 77, he's going to stay out because of course these cars have pitted quite recently and he becomes a new leader, although of course we had Jarvis out front a little while ago the gap is 0.3 of a second back to Montoya. Yeah, uh, came in on lap number 41 and, or 40 should I say, the end of lap 40 and now working lap number 50 and Ollie Jarvis leads the Rolex in the pole sitting car back to the head of the field then for Mazda. Let's find out what the drivers think of track conditions. Joe Bradley thought it was chilly earlier on. Bruce Jones, where are you and who have you got to talk to for us? Hey, I'm Vassar Sullivan and I'm with Richard Highstand. Richard, we've been supposing the track looks a little bit slippery. We've had a couple of incidents. You've just got out of the number 14 Lexus. Is it slippery out there? Uh, no, I don't think it is. Uh, for, for me, on my first set of tyres, we really struggled, but I think that's because of the laps that were on them from qualifying. If anything, I thought the track got faster, so I think it might have just been a coincidence. Now, we've been watching, obviously, with great interest, when the leading prototype cars are coming through. It looks like a 10-lap race. They're snaking past all the GT LM runners, the LMP2, and you guys in GTD. How difficult is it to just keep your race? Uh, it's really difficult. In fact, it must be nice. 
being in a, in a DPI because that probably looks fun for us. It's just ner it's just anxious and nerve-wracking, and depending on where they catch you, uh, it can really ruin your lap time. But that's just part of it. It happens to everybody. Just have to make sure you aim high and get yourself a DPI. Thanks, Richard. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Very good, Bruce. Very good, uh, indeed. It's four o'clock in the afternoon here in Florida. Let's take a look at the hourly update. Ollie Jarvis has just retaken the lead for Master Team Yost and has a six-tenth lead over Juan Montoya in the first of the Acura Team Penske cars, the number six in second position. Then there's a good six and a half seconds back to the first Cadillac. That's Jordan Taylor in the number 10, Konica Minolta, DPR, uh, DPI VR machine. Then it's Philip Albuquerque, just half a second further back in the five. And the team car from that, the 31, Philippe Naza is just another half a second further back. And that makes the top six with Elio Castro Nevis in sixth position, the number seven car, another four seconds further back. Uh, just, sorry, another two seconds further back, all within 10 seconds. In LMP2, the 18 Orica leads. Ryan Cullen behind the wheel. Carl Masson in second for the 38 in second position. Yeah, and that changed uh, after oh, the latest round of pit stops. Another change of lead, right, with the Acura going back ahead, Montoya back ahead of Jarvis. Uh, Round the Masson. outside on the banking with traffic playing a part there, Jeremy. Go yep. ahead. Uh, no, Kyle Masson in that Sentinel spine, uh, the Performance Tech Motorsports car number 38 uh, had led through the second stint in this race in LMP2. And uh, he's now just been passed, uh, as you say, by the Dragon Speed car number 18 of Ryan Cullen, with whom the, the, uh, the team is very impressed. In GT Le Mans, the pole sitting car of Nick Tandy is back at the head of the timing and scoring monitor ahead of James Collado for Risi Competizione. So at the moment, and, and in fact, Nick's just done his fastest lap of the race, a 142.991. Of course he has, because it is a 991 Porsche. Third is James, it's James, it's not James anybody. James Collado's in second, and he's got nearly six seconds on the Ford GT number 66. Uh, in third position but both of those cars I've mentioned in fact all three of the top three have yet to make the pit stop that's already been made by the Chevy Corvettes of Jan Magnussen and Oli Gavin being in from the start those two fourth and fifth in the three and four in the GTD category Trent Hinman is at the top of the timing and scorings in the cars with the green side panels the 86 Acura then leads it by nearly five seconds from Ben Keaton, who's doing a brilliant job for Riley and for the number 33 Mercedes AMG GT3. In third position, Rolf Nation is the first of the Lamborghini Huracans. The number 11 car is another 18 seconds further back and has about a second and a half on Spencer Pompelli in the 44 Magnus Lamborghini in fourth. Fifth, Frankie Monte Calvo is nearly 10 seconds further back down the road in the Lexus number 12. And Daniel Morad has the, uh, has the Audi number number 29 in sixth position and he's another 11 seconds further back that's the cadillac hourly update with cadillac v-series where racetrack meets the road so 22 and a half hours still to go i think he said minutes there johnny i'm wishing this race <laughs> away and i don't mean to do that at all well yeah, this I mean is quality stuff and a real opportunist move there by Juan montoya just a, a little bit of traffic for Ollie Jarvis and whoosh he's passed yeah and that's the seventh lead change in this race that was on lap 52 53 laps now completed by Juan Pablo Montoya in the lead of the race 1 minute 36.7 last time around yeah Ollie, <laughs> Ollie was balked by the Ben Keating car had to go underneath the yellow line and the Black Swan 540 was in there as well but remembering our Porsche keys to the race one of them was race cleverly and passing and being overtaken are going to be key but the other one was don't panic and I like what Ollie Jarvis did there Johnny he realized he may have picked the wrong direction that was yeah. nothing that, that he could have done there really he couldn't have known which way Ben was going to go and Ben did nothing wrong at all but what he didn't do was compound that error then by panicking and shooting up the track he would have collected Montoya had he done that yes and uh, the driver's briefing again this morning made it clear that the 
the paved section just below the double yellow line is racetrack theoretically so you can use that and you're not going to receive a penalty if you do I think Jarvis ended up there because of a set of circumstances but he was able to carry at least some of the momentum and stays with Juan Pablo Montoya which is important the gap was extended as a result of that but only to about 0.7 of a second they're going to come through to Speedway turns three and four in a moment or two as there is a slow car out on track and that's the 54. Is it still John Bennett at the wheel of the Nissan DPI car which was already quite a way down the order? No, well, uh, yes, right but he was running very well. Let's have a look. On, on, the, on, the, on, the, on the, still on the lead oh, no. lap he was. I was I'm entirely right, incorrect. Number yeah, 25 Jeremy. a problem yeah. too. Big smoke. Well, has to be the coming together car. now. Leader in GT Le Mans in the pit lane. This is a regular pit stop and uh, down at that part of the pit is Bruce Jones. Yeah, refreshing for them, having a driver change. So uh, they don't have the splitter problems their sister car has had, but it all looks uh, nice and regular for the 911 entry. Nick Tandy is out and I can't wait to get a word with him. That was such a cracking opening stint. The battling he had with Jan Magnussen in the Corvette over the lead of GTLM was very, very exciting. So I'll get to him later. Driver change, John Bennett getting out and there's a bit of tyre that isn't where it should be on the back right of that Nissan-powered prototype. And I think it's in front of the BMW and I think that's what you saw yeah. causing the smoke as Tandy is out of the 911 and that's Patrick Peely isn't it who's got in there that's his helmet a special design to match the historic Brumos livery let's have a quick word with Joe Bradley who was watching the core autosport car go through it looked like there were still remnants of the tyre on the right rear but I've got a feeling that part of the tread is underneath the BMW out on the circuit the M8 the number 25 car currently being driven by uh, young Mr. Herter, Colton Herter, Joe. Yeah, barely any remnants of sidewall left on that right rear Michelin on the Corona Sport car. The car's left. Uh, what I did see was that there was uh, little or no damage caused by the flailing carcass, and that car is back out on the track. Nick, you just got a chance to look, look at the screen. Can you just talk us through the first hour or so of the race? You're battling with Jan Magnussen. Absolutely magnificent. Yeah, I mean, it was good. Uh, it was good racing, you know. Me and I think me and Jan were quite aware. There's no point battling each other too hard in the first hour of the race. So he was quicker at the start, and I let him go. And we were just kind of trying to go around safe breaks. But we've actually we came in because I spotted this um, this debris on the back straight. But I think the car behind was the 25, and he's he's picked it up. So. Uh, we came in a bit early, but um, yeah, the race is it's looking okay so far. Yeah, but it's going well for you in the 911 Porsche. Patrick Pile's taken over, but the sister car, the 912, has been having splitter problems. Did you have any problems? Some people thought they spotted you having them as well, high on the banking. No, 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 there's no problems with our car. Um, no, it's running well so far, so I'm not sure what happened to the sister car, but uh, we're, we're all good so far. All right, thank you very much, Nick Tandy. Great opening stint in the 911 Porsche. Pit lane speed violation, 27k over the limit. That will take a stop and 20-second hold for the core Autosport Nissan-powered machine. And that's a big mistake as they came in with that tyre issue. They're back up to speed immediately. Who did we put in that uh, 54 car? That's Romain Dumas who he's got in. Over, yes. And he's coming straight in to answer the penalty. And they've done... They've been quite lucky there, Johnny, because whatever happened on that right rear, it's barely done any damage. There's a tiny bit of flappage behind the uh, rear right wheel in that uh, sort of cheese wedge area. Mm. Yeah, but he's now uh, a, a couple of laps down, and uh, yes. that was. I tell you what, John Bennett has been doing a nice job with that number 54 car. Yeah, no, well, he's not a professional. There. I actually thought that yeah. the earlier no, issues no. had put him much further down, but he, you're right, no. he was, he'd been. He'd got with the main bank of DPIs and was well, actually catching them. Not I thought. quite, but 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 he he'd been passed by Augustin Calapino and was hanging with Calapino, which was a good effort yes. at the tail end of the cars on the lead lap. Yes. So he'd be it was a good first stint for John Bennett. Really disappointing for him to have that problem. Yeah, but it, it was an interesting start to John's stint because as I say he fell behind something like three LMP2s very early on in the piece, but 
got past those then. So again, maybe the Nissan was a bit slow to come up to speed, possibly tyre related. Uh, John just being cautious, I think, in you the think? early stages. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair yeah. enough. And then, but then he got by the LMP2s. That took a bit of time, but yeah. but does now seem to be, you know, in a rhythm. Absolutely. And that's ruined it, unfortunately. But they'll get back again. Yeah. No, he, he did. He, he did oh, wow. a, a, a good job. I mean, wow. Well, I tell you what, he did a great job, Jeremy, because the tyre carcass came off just before the braking area, right in the braking area, in fact, for the bus stop chicane. And he did a really good job not to stack it into the bus stop tyres on the oval itself. And the BMW following along behind had no opportunity to swerve. To co swerve. Colton Hurt had picked up that tyre carcass and that brought him into the pit lane. But looks like he's back up to speed now though, with no harm on the splitter on the left-hand side at the front of that BMW M8. Yeah. It was, uh, oh, just hello. He's the 46 Lamborghini back on the pit lane. This was the car that went off in the biggest possible way. We didn't find out from the team uh, if there'd been an issue there, but clearly it needed some remedial action when it was recovered. And Joe Bradley is just strolling purposefully towards the back of that car. It's come out from behind the wall. It has to stop in its pits, which it's doing now. Meantime, the leaders are back at it again with Montoya getting the best, uh, not getting the best of the traffic this time. And here comes Ollie Jarvis as they come down to the braking area and Montoya's defending to the left-hand side. As he goes into the bus stop, Ollie Jarvis right there. And they've got traffic ahead of them, including the Caterpillar-sponsored Honda NXX of MSR. And right in there as well, Philippe Albuquerque, who's closed right in. They were split by two seconds across the line. And now it's a lot less than that as they come onto the speedway again. I mean, Albuquerque's been absolutely flying through this whole race. I mean, just steadily picking off the cars. About four laps ago, he got past the number 10 car of uh, Jordan Taylor. Jordan's actually dropped a couple of more positions after that. So number five car is running in third place ahead of Felipe Nasser, who's pretty much uh, keeping pace with him. Uh, then is Elio Castroneves, who also a couple of laps ago got past number 10 car of Jordan Taylor. Now only two seconds behind Jordan Taylor is a number 55 of uh, now driven by Olivier Pla. It could, of course, for EB Motors just have been an honest mistake. Emanuele Busnelli, winner of the Le Mans Cup last year, which shadows the European Le Mans series back in Europe pretty much every step of the way through the course of the year. He won that with Fabio Babini, uh, but he is a, a bronze-graded driver, and it could very easily have just been, you know, very slightly too late on the brakes and the car pitching around. It was a strange accident, though, for that Lamborghini Huracan to go backwards into the tyre wall at Turn 6, but there is some good news now in that the car is back on the apron and set we hope to return to the race in fact it may have now left the pit yes, lane and gone back into the race so Spot that's good news yeah yeah and it's still Busnelli at the wheel in fact also returning to the race the number oh, 912 bit, Porsche uh, this is a big accident at the first corner a Porsche it's, Ferrari, it? uh, it's we've got the 62 car that's gone around it's the 99 smoking and I think that's dropped oil in turn one certainly the 62 Reese Ferrari we've gonna have a full course yellow yes we are the rubbish on the track flag is out over the start finish line as well the 99 car has expired in the biggest possible way. It's not the 99, I think it's the 912, John. Is it the 912? It's the 912, Laurent Vantour's just taken that car over. Uh, no, it's the 99. It is the, it 99. Is the 99. I beg your pardon, so that's not NGT. come out of the pit. You're quite right. Yeah. And therefore, Vantour, who has just come out of the pit, is clear of that, thankfully. Oh, engine went on the downshift into turn one. 86 Acura got round the outside, but there's oil laid down surface condition turn one and two is going to be right. exceptionally difficult and the first car on the scene was James Collado the leader of GT Le Mans at the time and that lead has spun away I don't think he hit anything hard James and he's managed to get back round Joey Han dived for the pits now did he get in I'm not before sure the pit no he, he mustn't have he's gone straight through yeah, the pit closed lights are now on right the number 11 and number 30, 44 I think 
pretty sure they were on pit lane before the uh, yellows flashed on. So that's there the two is Lamborghinis, fine. 11 and 44. Magnus, the 44 car, here into a closed pit. Yeah, this will be emergency service, I reckon. For so the 86 yep. Acura, the which leader. just missed. The leader in GTD. Just missed the uh, Porsche that blew its engine, the NGT car. Yes, that was five seconds of fuel. That's emergency service. Now, what that means, that the pits are closed, but he's allowed to come in, because there's no point in running someone out of fuel by not allowing them to come into the pits. He can take a splash of fuel, but that means he will have to come back into the pit lane again at some stage. And the, the Reese car ditto, in ditto. as well, and this will be the same thing. Just five seconds of fuel, Jeremy, do you think? Oh, that's longer than that. Reese are doing, was that five seconds? Maybe a little more. Uh, Joe Bradley saw another Ferrari in the pit lane for emergency service. 51, I think. Yeah, the 51 Ferrari came in, took yeah. five seconds of fuel right on that yellow flag. That was a bit unfortunate for them. And as done, as the, exactly the same, 62, the Ritchie Ferrari, that was definitely five seconds. I was timing it. Joe Bradley wants a polis, always a polis, you see. Making sure the no rules were broken there down on the pit lane. Well, gentlemen, our first full course caution came just a few moments ago at a quarter past four local time. Johnny? Collado making a pit stop, back out again, trying hastily to repair as quickly as they can the damage then to that 62 car after the spin on the oil from the 99 Porsche. I was getting confused entirely, thinking it was a Porsche that was leaving the pits no, no. that was in trouble, but that car was already on the track, wasn't it, and had started smoking into turn number one. It was Laurence Vantor who was leaving the pit lane, and he was thankfully clear of that incident and didn't hit the oil. The 99 car, the driver of it, Jürgen Haring, doing a good job pulling off as quickly as he could. He's had a eventful race already, Jürgen. Yeah. He's been offered a couple of corners. Uh, Bruce Jones is down week. at uh, Reese. Uh, I don't think there's damage to that car. Uh, it came in for emergency service, but it will have to come in again, Ger at the Bruce, won't it? No, indeed. I was intrigued by the way that they quickly, they leant over the pit wall, they waved to the IMSS officials, say, we've got to bring him in, we haven't got enough fuel. They've done that, but they've just as soon as the 62 went, Sue Ferrari from Ritzy Competition had been leading UCLM, went back into the race, they brought a brand new set of slick, super new Michelins up to the pit wall. They're waiting until they can get their man in all over again. So big moment there for James Collado, not of his making. No, not at all. Did a good job not to hit anything down on the apron at turn one. So the Audi safety car, as it is, is out. It has picked up the leads. The pass around is going on. Juan Montoya leads Philippe Albuquerque. Acura DPI from Cadillac, from Mazda and Ollie Jarvis. Then in, then Philippe Nazza in the 31, the first of the action, uh, sorry, the second of the Action Express cars. Then Elio Castro Neves. So a big shake up in the top five there. Yeah, the number five car, is, he was, he's been the man on the move right from the beginning of the race, the uh, Huge race winning down, champion, that number five car, Albuquerque up to second place right before that yellow came out. And for those of you, I'm sure there's a lot, quite a few fans who are not familiar with the regulations here, when the full course caution comes out, no overtaking. However, you might have seen some cars going past the safety car. Well, those cars were between the safety car and the, cl and the leader in each of the respective classes. So they had not yet been lapped by the leader in their respective class therefore they're allowed to go past the safety car and run around to the back of the pack and take that positions behind the cars that are on the same lap in their respective classes also because the pits are closed when the foot caution comes out as John was explaining if cars are running out of fuel they can come in and take on what they call emergency service no more than five seconds of fuel we just saw uh, amongst the leaders the, the prototype cars the number 85 car just did that moments ago yeah it's a sensible rule that IMSA have had for quite some time if you for example if you had a puncture you'd be able to change that one tyre rather than driving around with flailing rubber and possibly throwing debris everywhere um, Stephen Robert asks um, says five seconds of fuel sounds like a decent name for an alternative or pop rock band yeah quite like that uh, this is interesting as well though um, couple of people including Rob Chalmers hello Rob says could Reese come back in and claim emergency service for changing 
tyres having run over all of the oil? It's a good question. Oh, but I think not. Uh, meantime, a bit of drama Ooh. for the Canadian Porsche, the number nine car. The plaid Porsche, isn't it? The plaid Porsche has uh, come to a grinding halt That's under yellow flag conditions, John. Lars Kern at the wheel of that car. Still. According to my screen, yes. Lars is, is the was running very well in the early stages. Fastest man in a production road car around the Nürburgring Nordschleife. Had to have a couple of goes at that in the last year or so. Got it first in the GT2 RS from Porsche. Then the Lamborghini Aventador went a bit quicker. So Porsche threw a road car down to Olaf Mantai and created a new MR edition, Mantai Racing. And the record was nicked back for Porsche. Uh, the pits have been opened. Let's see as the leaders come in. First car to come to a halt is the number 77 Mazda. The 55 comes in alongside it. Now, where is the leading car? As it came in, of course, was the Acura. And that was the Juan Montoya car, which is right opposite us, getting tyres. Uh, full set of tyres, and Montoya is out of the car. Montoya is out of the car. What I didn't see was who got into it. It's either going to be Simon Pagano or Dane Cameron clambering on board the number six car. Remember, both of the accurate Team Penske ARX 05s are running with three driver uh, combinations. The other car, Elio Castroneves, uh, Alexander Rossi and Ricky Taylor. And it's Castroneves who's been driving the number seven car also coming in on that stop. The first car not to stop in the race order, number 85, with Tristan Vautier therefore staying out and will lead this lap around for JDC Miller Motorsports. No, that was the car that came in for emergency service last time. Uh, okay, but it will still lead this lap, I believe, this time around. And okay, emergency uh, work, but it can come in for a longer stop as it completes this lap, which will be lap 62. LMP2, all four cars coming in to the pit lane uh, with Henrik Hedman, the leader. And Enzo Guibert, second position there, now heading back out again. Carl Masson in the number 38 car, and Ryan Cullen driving number 18 is in fourth position, but they've all now exited the pit lane. Pretty tight then in the LMP2 battle, and in GTLM, the Ferrari of James Collado after that uh, horrendous moment when I'm sure he smelt disaster in the 62 car spinning on the oil left from car 99 but that car very much still in the race and is about to come around again so it is still Collado in the GTLM category leading the way from Patrick Pile's Porsche Jan Magnussen in the Corvette and Ollie Gavin also in his C7R fourth position and next time around the GTs will have the opportunity to pit under this full course caution. Last Kern, by the way, in the number nine car, has been recovered now out of Speedway Turn 4. 99, yes. Uh, sorry, uh, no, number nine. Car, sorry. Yeah, nine and 99 know, at the same not time. Not confusing That's at all, is it? Both Porsches. Yeah. Um, so I was about to say, maybe our first retirement of the race. It remains to be seen about NGT Motorsport, but I never liked that amount of smoke coming from the rear of a race car. And it may well be the end for 99. The nine car, though, having limped back again, is back in the race, and Lars Kern stays at the wheel. So car number nine is now heading out of pit road. Tristan Vautier then over the line to complete lap 62 and he's going to stay out. Dane Cameron who's just taken charge of the six car so there is the answer as to who is going to take charge of the Acura DPI from Team Penske. Dane Cameron it is from Juan Pablo Montoya who's also a driver change 
in the number 31, which is in third position. So that car uh, has been driven by Felipe Nazza up till this point, but Eric Curran will take charge of it. Meanwhile, here come the GTs then, the GTDs and the GTLMs. And although Joey Hand stayed out, uh, virtually everybody else came in. And there is consternation down at Corvette as they try to do some running repairs. A very large piece of sticky tape now being applied to the front right corner on Corvette number three. Yeah, and that was the car in the hands of Jan Magnussen that was running right at the sharp end. So Joey Hand is going to be taking over the lead in GT Le Mans. Uh, there's some work going on to the steering as well on that car on the right-hand side. Final wave by going on. They've hit something heavily, haven't they there, Johnny? Something's caught that front right corner. Uh, a hammer required, so they're trying to do something underneath the front of that car. They've got a tool box out there. Now, did he get clobbered by his own car? Yes, he did! Oh my goodness, it was the four car coming in around the three. Now, that's not very Corvette racing. And what happened was, as Magnussen came to a halt and turned his wheels to the right, the right front wheel would have been sticking out from underneath the guard, underneath the fender. And as Oli Gavin came in around him, he clipped it with the left rear and he's broken a steering arm on can the four see, car. Can you see now why Roger Penske has his cars far apart from one another? I mean, that's the sensible decision to me. That's an accident waiting to happen. One car comes in, tries to straighten up in the first of the pit bays and gets clobbered across the bows by the team car. Uh, you ouch. Yeah, I'm very uncorvette like You're absolutely right. But, you know, I mean, they've been doing this had what 20 22 years or whatever it is now uh, and uh, they uh, well they don't often have things like that uh, right. what we see now by Dan the way Binks, for those by the way will be absolutely it is apoplectic with rage Dan Binks one of the crew chiefs so down there the pit stops are, are now completed before well almost could be before we go back to uh, green flag conditions anybody who had taken on emergency service before can now come in uh, to make their regular service. Meanwhile, any cars that were, before we go back to green, that were trapped behind the safety car, again, and their class leaders are able to run on around. The number 54 car, uh, the Nissan, that was able to do that. So the number 54 car is now just one lap down to the pack of DPI cars, rather than two laps down as it was before. In LMP2, all four cars are on the same lap. Number 81 ahead of number 38, number 18 and the 52, uh, which is uh, just taking on service now. And the number 85 car, uh, having led that last lap and become the uh, eighth lead change, that now that was one of the car that was the only prototype car that needed emergency service before the pits were opened so that car is now on pit lane for its regular service and will resume at the back of the pack in 10th position i'm curious to know why though the number five cadillac with christian filipaldi taking over the wheel why he has dropped all the way to the back of the pack having come in in second position The uh, last Kern Porsche has had another spin, uh, or I say another spin, another incident, which was a spin on the infield, uh, and this was under a full course caution. So didn't actually see how that number nine car ended up facing, not quite the wrong way, but at 45 degrees to the normal direction of travel. And last Kern was able to loop it around and get back up and rolling again. But a strange incident, considering we're under caution, unless of course he was going as fast as possible to catch up with the rest of the GTDs after the wave by and the number nine car is coming back down pit road I think this time for a drive-through penalty haven't seen him stop Rich with car? the team car number nine last oh. Kern as I say spinning under full course caution after that incident earlier on where the car ground to a halt out of turn four how, how many laps is the three lost now Jeremy in the pit lane which car? The three, oh, number Corvette. Three. Um, probably just a lap at this stage. Right. They're still working feverishly yeah. on that right front steering arm. Yeah. Be worried about any damage to the left rear of the number four, by the way, that was taken over uh, by Tom Milner. And it looks like he's coming. 
slowly down 58 the back laps of the completed for the three, 60 laps completed for the I GTLM leaders. I'm, I'm not sure there isn't a problem with the the four car as well, Johnny. That's waving around on the back with Tommy, Tommy Milner behind the wheel. He's just heading into the bus stop now and he was right down on the apron. Uh, and if there is a problem, it'll be to the left rear. Uh, is the safety car, are the safety car lights out? Yes. I think they are. I can see an Audi accelerating away from the front of the field. That's the R10 plus. So we are about to go back to green flag conditions. The Audi in that fabulous historic livery from the Audi 90s back in the IMSA. GT and GTP era, so the field now under the control of Dan Cameron as now he hits the right-hand pedal and starts to accelerate into the tri-oval. He's got a good run on the Eric Curran, number 31, who stays low across the line. And then the battle is on behind with Elio Castro Nevis trying to make up room and he's side by side. Oli Pla and Rene Rast right in there in the two Masters as well. So the two Acuras and the two Masters having a cracking battle. Third, fourth, fifth and sixth. That's absolutely extraordinary restart. It certainly was. We're set for more of those later on, but uh, an incredible getaway again and uh, being treated to this splendid Acura versus Cadillac versus Mazda battle. That's the order that they run one, two, three. It's an Acura in fourth position with Elio Castaneves at the wheel, and then the second of the Mazda's in fifth place with Olivier Pla. Then five Cadillacs altogether with the 84 JDC Miller Motorsports machine, uh, which is in sixth place, and that's car number 84. The GTLM machines then go on to lap 62, still for the number three. Corvette, which is now back out into the race, by the way. Antonio Garcia has taken car number three over. 59 laps completed for that car, but the leaders in GTLM have completed 61 laps. So I reckon the number three is now two laps down yep. compared to Joey Hand in the Ford and Tommy Milner in the Corvette. And I know now what happened to the Mustang sampling, thanks to Shea Adam. The tail lights weren't working uh, on the Mustang sampling racing Cadillac, so they put a new tail section on on that last pitch stop under caution. It cost them a bit of time, uh, a little bit of real estate, but not as much time as if they'd had to do it under a green flag stop, of course. So that's why that car has dropped down and that will have to then work back its way up through the field. And it is Christian Fittipaldi in that car. Fernando Alonso, by the way, installed into the number 10, the Konica Minolta machine. First time we've seen the former two-time world Formula One world champion this year ran this race last year of course had a blast and is back for more this season and certainly back with a car that is very very capable of winning this race yep so Fernando ensconced in the number 10 machine the Wayne Taylor Racing Cadillac which is in eighth place and very much in that lead train although there's a little bit of a gap emerging now between Chris Miller in the number 84 and Olivier Pla, although it's only 1.6 seconds. Otherwise, the top five completely together as they head down the back straight and the headlights beaming back off the Rolex branding in the braking area for the bus stop chicane. Safely through there is Dave Cameron leading from Eric Curran, uh, Acura from Cadillac, and then it's Rene Rast in the 77 Mazda. So we're almost uh, two hours completed now in this race, with the next uh, lap around probably. And in GT Daytona, we've got the Lexus of uh, Aim versus Sullivan out in the lead of this race. It's Townsend Bailey, car number 12. Well, uh, some of you who are watching the streaming pictures lost our audio for a little while, thanks to the text that's all been fixed again. Uh, you will have seen the pictures, anyone listening, on XM Sirius or on Dean on any of our radio channels. Uh, Apologise for repeating ourselves here, but let's quickly bring you back up to date with what happened at that Corvette pit stop. The number three of Jan Magnussen coming in just ahead of Ollie Gavin, but he was in the pit at the back, the second pit, if you will, for the Corvette racing. As he pulled in and tried to straighten the car up, Ollie Gavin coming round the right-hand side of him just clipped the front right wheel and broke 
the steering arm and that's why that number three Corvette has dropped down the leaderboard the GT Le Mans field now led by Joey Hand in the Ford GT and there will be a penalty for the Lamborghini of Rick Broikers leading GTD. This is a huge, huge turnaround. Improper final wave by procedure. Wow. Stop and three minutes. I did 40 wonder why seconds. he got himself such a big lead. I did and too. Be why. Because the, the number 11 car, that was one of the cars that came in right before the caution period. So he's in the lead of the class. So unfortunately, he's uh, decided that he uh, should have got a wave around and, and wasn't eligible one. And that's a massive penalty. That, that's the car that won this race last year, of course, yep. the GRT Grasso Racing Team. And boy, that's a huge stop. It, it, that's uh, going to lose it, two, lap two laps. It, any, anything on a wave by or a green flag procedure is punitive just so that nobody can get a big advantage. We're back under green flag conditions and once again it's all action at the front of the field with the DPIs, Acura, Cadillac, Mazda all battling together. There's 22 hours to go and the next hour of racing live from Daytona starts right now. This is RS2, part of the Radio Show Limited Network.